Joey Lang. Thank you for having your husband hang out with me on Spoiler Country. It's time to enter the spoilerverse via our secret portal at the exclusive Arctic Club in beautiful downtown Seattle with our hosts, John and Henrik and Jeff. Welcome to Spoiler Country. Hey, if you're listening to our show for the first time and you're on one of the social medias that we're on, like Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, any of those kinds of things, you should always check us out on spoilerverse.com. But... If you want to keep up with our latest episodes, you should bring out your smartphone, get into your favorite podcatcher, find Spoiler Country, and hit subscribe. Then you'll get all our new stuff. And if you want to reach out to us, you can do that in two ways. You can call us or leave us a voicemail at 707-656-2080. Again, 707-656-2080. Or you can shoot us an email at spoilercountry at gmail.com. the cult of the Spoilerverse, and welcome back to Spoiler Country. I'm Kenneth Regan. That is Mr. Horsley. I almost said Mr. Wesley. No, nope, I'm not Mr. Wesley. It almost Today. came out. I don't know where Mr. Wesley came from. That's kind of know. funny. Anyways, today on the show, <laughs> well, it's Jeremy Shada, isn't it? It is, it is, and uh, you and uh, the get, Mr. Big Hoss himself, got to sit down and talk with him <laughs> about Adventure Time and the get. all the other stuff. He has, he, uh, he's, he's on a new show, right, That's which it's announced recently? Yeah, 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 and we talk about it in the uh, interview, and it's uh, nice. Netflix, music, kids, um, it sounds pretty interesting. I mean, it's not up my alley, you know what I mean? It's, it's I'm not the targeted age group, uh, but it's, it should be really good. Did you watch... I did. I, I went through after talking with them. He was such a nice guy and yeah. um, really well, you know, I don't know. This sounds so stupid, but for his, I feel like a jerk saying it this way, but for his age, you know, he's just really well spoken yeah. and like just explains himself very nice, you know, very well and was in, <laughs> was in the moment. Like, obviously I can't explain myself well at all because I'm stumbling right. over what I'm trying to say, but he's Words are escaping you. <laughs> yeah. He just came across as very, um, Oh my God. I can't even talk. He came close smart. <laughs> very eloquent and, and, and assure of what he was saying and stuff. Yeah. Not yeah, like, you know, yeah. Yeah. Very eloquent, very sure. And just, uh, he was a really fun guy to talk with. Like, you know, nice. when you get somebody in their early twenties that has had uh, success, especially early in life, uh, right. I, I find that they can tend to be a little, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Not obnoxious, just not in the moment, right? They have, there's so much going on and they're, oh, and, yeah. and they're, and they don't, they got to focus on many things. You know what I mean? Cause they're getting pulled everywhere. It's too much self-importance and not enough, uh, you know, yeah, the moment. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And he was in the moment. You know what I mean? We had nice. 100% of his attention and, and he wanted to be there. It was it was great, and we could have talked a lot longer, you know. Uh, and he gave us nice, some information nice. that that wasn't out yet, and we promised that we wouldn't release it until August, which we were keeping our promise there, Jeremy, for you. Yeah, we're we're doing it. Yeah, and you can, uh, you, you can trust was, us. Yeah, he was wonderful. I I really hope that his on screen acting uh, takes off for him. Yeah, be beyond just doing voiceover work. So that'll be 
really good. I think it'll be nice. It'll be a cool thing to, to see and to go, oh, I remember when I talked to him and he was in his early 20s. We talked to him way back when. <laughs> exactly. He was such a nice boy. <laughs> he was a good kid, that little sport guy. <laughs> well, let's sit back. <laughs> Listen to Jeremy in his own words. Talk about his time on Adventure Time. Talk about what's out on HBO Max right now and what he's got going on in Netflix. Guys, welcome back to the show. Today of all days, it's super awesome, super special, because maybe you're a huge fan of Adventure Time. I don't know, maybe. And maybe you're like me, who grew up watching Voltron and having the toy, and then Netflix announced a whole new series of Voltron, and you got super excited, and then you watched it, and it was like, I can't believe they did it right. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) But today... We have Jeremy Shada on. Jeremy, thank you so much. The voice of Finn. How you doing? I am doing great. Thank you so much for, for having me on. Yeah. Yeah. This is awesome, man. You've been... Uh, Both of those shows are so highly praised. <laughs> yeah. Do, were you surprised how big Voltron really was? I mean, we can get into Adventure Time, which is probably the biggest animated show. I mean, it's Adventure Time and Rick and Morty all through the teen, the teens of you know, the year, the 2000s. So, oh, 100%. Uh, but Voltron, was it, were you surprised how big that show really was and, and what that actually meant to, cause I'm 45. So I'm a little bit older than you and, you know, just by like a year. And that show was that show, that toy was like everything in the eighties for a lot of us. So were you surprised how big it was when you got that role and when it actually aired? Totally. Yeah, I think it's one of those things where, I mean, you know you're working with good people. Like, I knew it was obviously a, a big thing from the 80s, so you kind of know that there's some type of built-in audience. Yeah. But I don't really think you ever expect it to kind of pick up the way that it did. You know, you, you're all putting in a lot of good work. You have a great cast, great creative team, and so you're excited about it. But that doesn't always mean it's going to take on the kind of legs that it did. And I think the funny part was it was definitely assumed that it would be like, oh, it's going to be really big for, like, kind of, you know, younger boys and like kind of teenage guys or, you know, right. like in the earlier. And then nope. <laughs> we definitely had that audience, but uh, I think a much larger portion ended up being like tween age girls. And it was like, I did not expect that to be a thing. Uh, and it's just, yeah, it's always funny what certain people take a liking to and really just have a passion for it. It's never what you expect. Dude, I was at my day job, my corporate job. And I remember sitting down and I'm talking to people and the amount of 40 something men that were giddy oh, over a cartoon was ridiculous. <laughs> I was like, yeah, uh, I didn't even like, know you like cartoons. <laughs> right. We had like, we have this whole group of older guys that are like massive fans of this. So and weird. Then it's, it was, it's like older guys and like tween teenage girls. It's such a weird <laughs> demographic split that you, you wouldn't think would ever really. It's almost creepy. Paths. Yeah. yeah just, just almost, almost kind of funny. So you're, so my understanding is, so I have to be completely 100% honest. I don't know adventure time as a fan. I'm going to go back because I've been, because one, right. once I know you're coming on, I go and I watch and listen to a bunch of your interviews, right? And you seem like a really cool cat. And I'm like, okay, this is cool. And then you started doing all the voices, and I was like, okay, now I got now I'm wanna I wanna go back and check it out. 
But one of the things sure. I thought was really cool is that your brother actually did the voice in the pilot. And I can't help. And I could tell that you're, you and him are probably two little pranksters with each other. And I can't help to think that during dinner sometime, you're like reaching over to grab the mashed potatoes. And you're like, oh, that's just my Adventure Time paycheck. So- sorry there, buddy. Sorry you missed out on that. <laughs> you know, I get asked that a lot. Do you it really? Is, oh, I was hoping I was yeah, the only oh, one. No. Damn it. <laughs> no, I, I do get asked that. And it's always one of those things. Like, I think people probably expect there to be more of like a joking, like animosity or something. Right. I've had people that, that were like just flat out. They just, they knew that like there had to be some big thing there. Nah. You know, and you're like, no. I mean, the fun thing is at bare minimum, he did the original and then obviously once the show started, it's me, been the, you know, the whole way through. Yeah. But it was, I'd rather keep it in the family than have some other, some other schmuck. Yeah. You know, <laughs> come in and take that. So the legacy is still there. And I mean, and it's such a big part of it. The fact that, I mean, for me in the auditioning process, they'd done the pilot for that like three years before the uh, series oh, yeah. picked up the Cartoon Network. So there's like a pretty big gap. And I think when they open it up for casting for the series, they just kind of assumed that whoever had done it initially probably, you know, their voice had changed because he was 12 when he did it. And so that's just a natural thing. Yeah. Um, and then I'm about three and a half, like four years younger than him. And so when I auditioned, I was like exactly when he, the age he was when he initially recorded it. And my voice just sounded so close to his. And I kind of tweaked it too, because you could find the little short on YouTube. And I, after I got the job, like nobody realized I was his younger brother. They just thought they got super lucky with someone who sounded just like <laughs> the original. Um, and then I told them on the first day, I was like, oh yeah, it's funny. My brother did the, the voice of the original pilot. And there's, oh, that makes so much sense. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. But he's, from what, it, it seems like he's getting more into music and kind of taking that direction, especially when you guys had the band Make Out Monday, and now you're getting more into what act, you want to do more at, and you correct me if I'm wrong. Are you more wanting to do acting and more voiceover work, and he wants to do more of the music side, or, or are you trying to intermeld those as much as possible? Uh, I think probably the latter. I think probably intermeld them as much as possible. We awesome. both have a huge love. Yeah, we both have a huge love for music, which is obviously why we pursued the band and really love making music. And I think for him, as far as kind of the acting side of things goes, He's, I think, a lot more interested in being kind of behind the camera. He really enjoys writing and uh, and directing. And so I think that's kind of where he sees himself more on that side of things, uh, more so than than acting, where as I enjoy the uh, creative process and the behind the scenes as well, but I really enjoy um, acting. And the funny thing is, as far as the melding of all of that goes, the show that I'm working on right now that is going to be dropping within like the next... I think two months nice. on uh, Netflix is literally the combination of all of those things. I, uh, in oh, real I like life, it. I sing and play bass and my character in the show sings and plays bass and I get to act. So it's kind of everything in one, which is awesome. That's awesome. How long have you been playing bass? I've been playing bass since I was about 12 years old on and off for a few years and then pretty consistently for the past, I'd say probably six or seven. Do you, do you play drums as well or? No, I, I'm good with tempo, but I cannot play drums to save my life. Although I've, I've also never really given it, I don't think, a good shot, but I'm not a drummer. Right. Do you, When you play in the bass, do you find yourself like stepping closer and closer to the drums? Because you know how the bass and drums really meld together? 100%. Yeah, it's nice to... <laughs> It's nice to have that mixture. It's it is such an interesting instrument. It's really like a mixture of drum and yeah. guitar because you have the more 
melodic in, uh, elements of guitar, but you are really there for helping keep time just as much as the drums. Yeah, um, yeah. And so it's, yeah, I think it's, I guess it depends on the song. Sometimes like there's a, a fun bass riff that goes with the guitar riff and you'll be jamming out with the guitar player. And then sometimes you're just right on with the, the drummer, especially if you can tell the drummer can't hear themselves. Yeah. And then you're walking back towards the drummer and trying to help them out. Basically. <laughs> yeah. Man, I've played guitar since I was 16 and, or 15, 15, 16, but dude, I'm, I, don't know, I, I can play for myself. You know what I mean? Like I can play and sing. Right. And I, at one time I do, I knew about 120 songs. None of them mine, obviously, but <laughs> dude, I was terrible playing with other people, you know? And I don't know what it was. It's like, I'd get, I'll get in with people. And all of a sudden I'm going fast, I'm going slow, I'm, you know what I mean? I'm all over the place. And it's like, my timing just sucks. But then if I just play by myself, I'm fine. It's dumb. <laughs> it's a, no, it's it's something you get used to, I think, definitely. And it's a learning curve. Um, yeah. I think what helped me when I was younger too is like always just practicing, like even with a, uh, like a metronome on or something like consistently just so that you get used to having to go off of something else. Yeah. Yeah. Other yeah. Than, yeah. Other, than, other than yourself. I did yeah, that anytime too. You're like, right. <laughs> you're like, it still didn't work. Yeah. It's like, I, I tried doing that and it's just, I, for whatever reason, I used to piss my, my, my friends off that went off and did some cool stuff. I have a, I have a buddy that is in the band. I don't know. I don't know what kind of music you like personally, you know, cause sometimes what you play, and what you write is different than what you normally just like turn on the radio and oh, listen to. Totally. I think I listen to a pretty wide variety of everything. I, I really enjoy being pretty well versed in a lot of different genres. It's, yeah. it's helpful to kind of know everything. Do you have a, do you have a favorite like bass player? Favorite bass player. It's hard. I feel like I have favorite like bass parts and bass riffs to songs more yeah. so than maybe a specific player that I could point to. Yeah. You should, I don't know if you should check out Ru the band rush. Their bassist, yeah, their bassist, man. Oh my god, Getty Lee, that guy is ridiculous. Mm -hmm. <laughs> hey, you did the voice work on My Neighbors the Yamadas. How much do you remember <laughs> being a part of that? Because that was a long time ago. I remember absolutely nothing. <laughs> honestly. Nice. I, you know, it's weird. Uh, there's like stuff that'll be on your like IMDb page yeah. or Wikipedia, and like I did work on it, but. At the time, I did a lot of what they call ADR looping. So basically, usually it makes more sense in the context of an on-camera project. Yeah. But you go in and all like the people in the background, you basically just improv and give little conversations and voices to everyone in the background. And so when they mix it in, it sounds natural and doesn't just sound like random. Uh, and then sometimes, occasionally, you'll be revoicing people that have like one or two lines or they're adding in stuff that didn't work. And that's in the context of live action. Now we do it as, as a animated project. It's even weirder because it's all voice work anyway. So the yeah. distinction between the ADR part of it and then just like the main acting part of it is like almost more blurred. And so you'll end up having little parts. Uh, and so, yeah, like, and that's what I did for that. And I don't even, I feel like if I watched it, maybe I could pick myself out in something of that, but I, could not tell you what I did on that. <laughs> <laughs> I, Cause I was always, I was interested in on the fact that you were really young when you did it, but more about yeah. like, you, you know how, when you think about your childhood, things come back in flashes more than actual, like if you think about last week, you're like, Oh yeah, I can tell you what I had for lunch maybe, or you totally. know what I mean? But when it comes to your childhood, everything comes in flashes and it's like, Oh yeah, I remember this. Like, right. You know, and I'm, I was always curious, you know, what kind of memories come back from doing things like that, because it shaped 
who you are today and where you're at today. You know what I mean? So it's right. a big part. So it's, I'm, I'm always curious, especially when you start at such a young age. I, I think it's kind of cool that because you guys came from Idaho and then moved down to L.A. Did your parents do make that move specifically because you and your brother were showing an aptitude for acting and for theater and for getting into this type of work? Or did they just happen to have to move down there? Yeah, that's a good question. I, I, at the beginning, it wasn't for that reason at all. They moved down there for I mean, just completely separate reasons. Yeah. And my dad was finishing up another degree, and he's going to go on to do law school. So he's going to do pre-law and a school there. And cool. it just kind of came about while we were there. And then I think plans just kind of changed, and it's uh, set us on this crazy path that we've been on ever since. Yeah, but I think An a amazing lot of people path. like... Oh, an amazing path, totally. But it was definitely more so me and my brothers really wanting to do it ourselves. I mean, I think most kids, you'll see like kind of their parents like kind of press them into it and all these things. But uh, it really started with my brother, Zach, having a huge interest in it and wanting to pursue acting. And then my That's parents trying to figure out how to actually do that because it's such a vague concept, Yeah, I think, for a lot of people. And it definitely was for us. But then over time, yeah, here we are 16 years later. That's rad. <laughs> That's rad though, man. How, tell us about Adventure Times Distant Lands. I probably should have asked you that at the very beginning, <laughs> but when we started talking, okay. we started doing a pre-rolls just started talking and then we started going into things. I was like, oh yeah. Duh. So tell us all about Adventure Times Distant Lands. So yeah, Adventure Time Distant Lands is a, I guess, continuation of the uh, series, but in the context of four kind of hour long uh, specials that focus on different characters. And obviously it's on HBO Max, so that was a big part of it. Kind of a thing for them to launch with that was yeah. an exciting thing. And what what better way to launch than to bring back a beloved cartoon? It's such a weird thing because it, it was definitely, for me, gone for a while. But I feel like for fans, it probably didn't feel like it was gone for a super duper long time. Right, like a year, you know? right? <laughs> maybe, maybe, yeah, like maybe two years, you know? Um, <laughs> and so... It, it feels, I think, longer for us because we had finished recording on the original series like a year and a half before the final episode ever actually aired. So, like, wow, the biggest lag for us was, I mean, it was probably three or almost four years between the ending of last time I recorded on the original series and then doing this. Oh, wow. That is um, a long time. Yeah. So, for us, it definitely feels like longer and much more of a, a reunion bring back than I think maybe even for the fans. It's yeah. kind of weird. But it was exciting to get that call. Actually, I don't even think I got the call at first. I was uh, on set shooting this new show that I'm working on now that's going to come out in like two months. Uh, and one of my castmates came up to me and they are like, dude, I'm, I'm so stoked that they're bringing back Adventure Time. That's so cool. I can't wait to see. Like, are you guys working on that right now? And I was like, what? <laughs> I was like, what are you talking about? Wow. He's like, oh, I just saw this article. They're bringing back Adventure Time. But I hadn't even heard about it. So in my head, that's I'm so half weird. thinking like, uh, did I get like recast for these specials? <laughs> like, so, and then I, I called my agent and they were like, Oh, we just got the call. That was like leaked, uh, earlier than it was supposed to, but yeah, they're, they've been in contact with us. Like they've just called basically it's, and they're working on the contract and everything. I was like, okay, cool. That's, a, um, that's amazing. So, yeah. It's a weird way to hear about something when it's from someone else. I'd like a news article and you didn't even <laughs> About it yourself. Dude, I, I tell you, man, that's the, one of the things that is lame about the internet. Like, we're not Team Z, so we don't try to scoop anything, really. We just want to have interesting and fun conversations with people. And right. it's weird now, because when I was growing up, man, it's like you didn't hear about anything. All of a sudden, boom, it's out. And you're like, 
oh my god you know what i mean and you're yeah. fanboying it. there's no pre-roll it's yeah just, it's there yeah it's just there but and now it's like oh yeah like the Zack snyder cut coming out you know what i mean like how right. amazing would that be if they could have kept that under wraps and then Boom. it just happened out of nowhere yeah, yeah you would have been like oh i'm freaking out i'm geeking out but no that's not you know everybody's building up i mean some of it's like there's good build up but at the same time it was like oh <laughs> oh totally it's and it's a weird thing as an actor too because part of you just you almost want to just wait and just have everything come out boom like at once and be this yeah. awesome thing but that's also hard because in our culture everyone's used to having teases and these things leading yep. up to everything yep that you get asked about it constantly or asked about what you're working on constantly come on i won't tell anybody harder. just tell me yeah exactly <laughs> it makes it harder to actually do that when they're like okay we can't even you can't even say that you're working on a show yet and you've been working on it for like a year and a half and you're like so what have you been up to for the past year and a half? Oh, a whole lot of nothing. <laughs> just sitting at home. Whole lot anything. of Grand Theft Auto, man. Just a whole lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then like and then it's announced and you're like, yeah, this is what I've been working on for the past year and a half, like around the clock, but I couldn't say anything about. Oh man. Hey, I got <clears throat> Hey, I got whatever. With everything that's nope. I have one last question. Jeremy, before the end of, before we we all wrap up, I want to ask you a question off air about homeschooling. Because well, I'm just going to ask you now. This is not a big deal. So with everything that's going on in the world with COVID and everything, we're seriously considering homeschooling our six-year-old next year for yeah, first grade. Totally. And I was just going to see if you have any advice of making it fun and interesting for her or pitfalls that maybe made it boring for you. And you're like, wow, I wish my parents would have done this. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's a great question. Honestly, you know, people I think have a, I feel like they have certain, uh, what's the word? I guess preconceived notions of kind of what homeschooling looks like for me, honestly, I mean, a, it was helpful that I had two older brothers and a little sister. So like I had siblings, you like, it felt like you always were around other people. And then I had a lot of friends, I think outside of just through church or through, you know, acting. And like, I, I had a lot of, I had the social interaction that I ever missed out on that. So I think that's the biggest thing is making sure that you have the fun social interaction to go, you know, like not, on a team. If, I mean, if you want to play sports on a team, go for that, but at least right. go play some sports or have fun and just do normal stuff. And then on the other side of it, honestly, if you're good at just getting your work done and going through it, I think homeschooling is awesome. I mean, there's a lot of great programs too, where even if you're technically homeschooled yeah, my wife was pretty much homeschooled as well. And yeah. If you're homeschooled and you have a good work ethic and you know, your parents are checking in and I mean, even now there's a lot of programs where, um, you can still like have teachers and stuff via zoom calls or whatever, at least for tutoring, you know, for specific subjects, if you're yeah. not particularly great at something. So, but then when you're done with your work, you have so much more free time to go enjoy those things as a kid and spend time with your family, you know? So I'm all for it. And I think the biggest thing is just making sure that you have other friends and those social interactions. So you're not just like stuck at home all the time. Yeah. Uh, but as long as you have that in like really great natural ways, I think, you're totally fine. You golden. Cool. So yeah. let's get back into adventure time. Cause I know Jeff's going to have a ton of questions for you on it. He's got like, he's been itching, but my last questions <laughs> around adventure time for myself <laughs> is what do you think made adventure time have such a generational appeal? Because I know people that are my age that love it all the way down to yep. 10, 11, 12, you know, in, and even younger at times. hundred percent. I think, I think there's a lot of reasons that uh, it became this kind of multi-generation. Oh no! Did we we didn't lose them, did we? I can't hear oh, him. I'm, can you hear me? Yeah, you hear no, me? now you're back. You like as soon as okay, you started cool. talking, it just cut. 
So we got we heard none of <laughs> no your <worries>. answer. <laughs> All good. I'll start back from the top. Uh, can you hear me now, though? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. Um, yeah, I think it, 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 I was saying it's hard to boil it down to one specific reason. I feel like uh, for why it had the kind of multi generational success that it's had. But I would say at the time that it came out, there wasn't anything else like it. It kind of has a throwback kind of non sequitur, just crazy, fun, goofy vibe to it. And then yeah. the animation style is just really beautiful and gorgeous and colorful. And it's one of those worlds that you just want to go spend time in because it feels like there's so many little corners and secret things. And the, the humor of it is so, I think, simple that anyone can get. But then also there is so much over-the-head humor that's condensed in a way that I think sometimes kids don't get it. Sometimes they do. But it, it makes it enjoyable for everyone because there is just great relatable characters that I think you can watch at any age and still find it funny and entertaining. And that's hard to mix all those things. It's hard to mix the comedy with the heart. But I think yeah. we had a pretty good balance of all of it. That's awesome. Well, well, Jeremy, I definitely will say that this is Jeff. My wife, Joey Lynn, and her best friend, Beth, love Adventure Time so much. Thank and they're so excited that we're talking to you. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. And uh, she actually gave me some questions to ask you that if I don't ask them, Trish will kill me. So I'll make sure I go ahead and of answer course, those questions and protect myself. As someone who's married, I'm sure you understand. <laughs> oh, totally. You got a hey, happy wife, happy life. That's all it is. So <laughs> That is so totally true. <laughs> so uh, the first thing I would, I would ask her that she wanted me to ask you, Again, to go back a little bit to the fact that you took over the role over time from your brother, Zach. And uh, I didn't notice that Zach never showed up doing any other voices later on in the series. Were, were there episodes that you guys thought about doing together or finding a way to introduce him into the show? You know, I would have loved to. I kind of, I think I mentioned it a few times. And I, yeah, I think I was trying to figure out a way to make that work. The hard part is when you come in and you're working on something as an actor, a lot of times you really have no input as far as any creative decision. I mean, you can ask or you can make a suggestion, but it never means they're going to do something, you know? And so I think that was the hard thing. I really would have loved to have him come in and do something. I think it would have been a fun nod to the pilot and kind of a fun little Easter egg. I think at one point, um, we do like so many crazy things in the show. It would have been very possible. At one point I was like, you know, they could be like an alternate kind of reality fin. Or I mean, guess the, the fun thing is in the pilot, the character's name is actually Penn. And then they change it to Finn for the series. So it would have been in my thoughts, kind of fun to do an alternate reality type thing where the character actually was called Penn and, and have him voice it. And he's a little bit older, which would have been, I think, like, we do so much stuff like that in the show to begin with that it wouldn't have felt out of place, and I feel like it would have been a fun nod. So I kind of, I think I mentioned that once or twice. There's also a, a point where they're doing all, like, the gender swap, like, Fiona and Cake stuff, and I think I kind of maybe mentioned, and this is, I mean, whenever, like, the casting decisions are happening, I'm never, obviously, privy to any of that, so it's just, you know, I'm talking about me mentioning something, but it has nothing to do with the, the creative and what they ended up doing or, or what they were already thinking about. I knew they were going to be doing the Marshall Lee, which is like the gender swap version of, of Marceline. And because Zach is obviously a great singer, very musical, all those things. I was like, Oh, that could be a fun thing. It was only going to be in like one episode. So I was like, that could be a fun little Easter egg to kind of have him play that role. Um, but then, I mean, that's just a thought that I had obviously Donald Glover do the role. Who's awesome. And so uh, then it ended up being super cool. He actually moderated 
I think our San Diego Comic Con panel that year. Um, I think he was fantastic as that character. But yeah, like that's I think I had thought that a couple times, but you know, you're not really involved in the creative decision, so you don't really get to make that happen, wait, I guess. Wait, I, I, I got to interrupt. You had Childish Gambino moderate your panel at San Diego Comic-Con? Yeah. One year, we... Did you fanboy he was, out? He I, mean, the panel. I don't know if I'd be able to talk to him. You're, you know that's you. <laughs> yeah, like, it's kind of funny. I feel like at the time, I didn't even know as much about him as I do now. Like, I, I knew that he, like, worked on, like, 30 Rock and, like, a community and like i knew he was really funny love community but i didn't even yeah i didn't even know that he was i don't even think i realized that, that was the same person that was childish gambino at that point and then i looked it up afterwards and i was like oh that makes so <laughs> much sense i was like man this guy can i mean like he's funny actor but like he can really sing in the show awesome and then he moderated the panel and it didn't really hit me until afterwards that was the correlation. So I think, yeah, I feel like I know far more about him now than I did then. Oh, that's awesome. Now, if, if um, I'm, I'm correct, you were, you did adventure time for, is it eight years? That, yeah. I think that sounds about right. Well, I think we started recording in 2009 maybe. And I think by the time the series, the, like the final episode came out was probably 2018. So yeah, eight or nine years, I think before so, we stopped the original show. So you were you said you started when you were twelve. So you went, you played the the part from twelve to twenty, correct? Yeah, approximately. So it, it's kind of a yeah. weird question. Did you ever get concerned of your voice like changing a bit? That would not work for Finn anymore, or was that were you able to just always keep it in, at the right level for you uh, when performing? Um, yeah, that was a that was a big concern actually. The first season, my voice I was twelve. My voice had already started changing, and. Uh, but all like the voice cracks and all that stuff when Finn's like screaming or just like the natural voice cracks when he's talking at times, especially the first like season or two was not intentional. That was all just the fact that I was going through voice change, but they liked it and they thought it sounded natural and worked for the character. So they kept it all in. And then it was one of those things where I was kind of thinking, well, my voice is going to be done changing and it's going to sound different, but they were happy to let the character actually age throughout the show. They didn't want to recast which I was very thankful for. And I think probably by season three, my voice has stopped actually changing. And from that point on, it was just more of a character voice. So from that point on, it was just more up in my high register. Like, and obviously my talking voice now doesn't sound like uh, what Finn sounds like, but if I'm going kind of up to, Hey Jake, let's go on an adventure. Whoa. You know, like it's, <laughs> it's, that's, that sounds like the younger kind of closer to what Finn sounds like. So I think really season three on, it became kind of a character voice, which was fun. Now, once again, as you grew on the show, did you look into trying to get more creative control of what was happening in the story? Or were you always happy to let that part kind of stand away from your part of the show, your the performance? Right. I was, I mean, I was, I'm always happy to just do my thing as an actor and it's a definite kind of symbiotic relationship you have with the, the writers and the storyboarders and what's happening for the character, you know, and I, I started the show and I was so young that it's a weird transition kind of growing up on a show because there is that moment where, you know, like you're not a kid anymore and you're an adult just coming and working on the show, but everyone that was there knew you. Know, so that I, I think you're going out a little bit. Go through. Oh, can you hear me? Hello? Yeah, we can hear you now. Yeah, I can hear you now. Just every once in a while, your signal goes down. <laughs> Oh, no worries. Yeah, it's not probably because uh, we're, we're on the road right now, so that might be why. No, no worries. Sorry about that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, 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 continue. Oh, I was yeah, say another so, great actor with you was John DiMaggio. And what I thought was fantastic is that your chemistry with Finn and Jake are fantastic on the show. That's probably one of the stronger parts of the show. 
As the show oh, went on, did you find it easier to talk to Mr. Jamaggio? I said again. So sorry, with Jamaggio. Yeah. Oh. Like, uh, yeah. Um, John. Did you find it easier? I honestly, I found John easy to work with. Really, the whole time he, even in the records where there wasn't everybody there, it was almost always at bare minimum me and John. And so, I we you know we grew really close, and it was kind of like a you start so young, it almost feels like me having John as like kind of a crazy fun uncle, you know type of relationship, I feel like, <laughs> yeah. especially early on. So that's kind of what it felt like, which, I mean, I think translates into the show as well. I feel like it fe- uh, feels very similar to probably what that would have been. And he was such a great, I think, just mentor as far as voice acting goes and just kind of watching him do his thing and, and learning a lot from him. Um, and he's just hilarious. I mean, he's always cracking jokes between takes. He, you know, is great with impressions and like all those guys can do a million different voices and impressions and we'll just go on for for hours at a time on all these things that come from stand-up comedy backgrounds. And so it's just, it's a ride. It's fun getting to just sit in there and just watch them do their thing. And then, you know, when you get to also call them peers and, and be a coworker with them is, is pretty special. So that didn't change. I think throughout the whole thing, I think it really stayed pretty similar the whole way through. So what did, did he give, did um, uh, John DiMaggio give you any advice for performing or how to handle maybe the celebrity that you obviously were going to receive? <laughs> I think things have changed a lot since the beginning of the show. You know, I don't think really, I think he gave me some advice as far as going to like a Comic-Con and kind of how to deal with that before I'd ever done that. You know, just with, there's going to be fans, we're going to be this types of things. They're going to be screaming when you walk on the stage, so on and so forth. Uh, and then like other little kind of tips for recording in the booth. But I think when we first started the show, it wasn't, as common to know who voice actors are as it is now, or just people in general. I mean, you can look up who anybody is in about two seconds on social media. So, you know, even off of those jobs, I would still get recognized and stopped in like a lot of different places. And so I don't think that was as much how it was when we first started in the show. I think it really kind of exploded throughout the series, social media and people really having this kind of, I guess, portal into your personal life a little bit more so than it would have been prior to that. And now everybody is a celebrity in some way, shape, or form. It's kind of crazy. <laughs> now, uh, because you were a voice actor, like you said, you may not have been as known, um, or people, the voice actors weren't as well known back uh, maybe in 2010 when it started. Did you did you find that kind of allowed you to like curtail or avoid the child celebrity stigma? hundred percent. Yeah. I think it's one of those things where people knew me extremely well when I went to events for the show, but then outside of that, it, you know, maybe once a month you have someone recognize you at like dinner or something, but it didn't feel, it didn't feel like that. And I also like my family kept me super down to earth and all my close friends. That's good. For the most part, especially when I was growing up, weren't even through the industry. And so they all did different things. And like, that wasn't even what any of our friendship was predicated on. And I think that that's even better what made all, all the difference. Yeah. It keeps you humble and you're just normal. You know, it was just like, this is a cool thing that I get to do. And I love doing it. It's my career and my job, but outside of that, you know, just being normal is <laughs> makes all the difference. Yeah. Well, I mean, since so much of your life was wrapped up in being Finn for, like I said, those eight years, was it hard to let go of the character in 2018? Like, did you feel that like deep loss of the character or you, were you at that point ready to go, you know what I've done Finn it's completed. I'm going to move on to my other things now. That's a great question. I think it's always bittersweet. I mean, most shows don't go anywhere near as long as that one did. 
And so it's a surreal kind of weird experience transitioning from every single Tuesday working on Adventure Time with the whole cast. And then, you know, like our four hour block for each of those Tuesdays, suddenly the the next Tuesday after our last record, I was kind of like, what the frick do I do today? Like it was a weird, (laughs) you know, like for nine years in a row, that's what I did every single Tuesday. So it's just, it's a weird, it's very bizarre. And I think the nice thing is you always want to branch out and do new shows and, you know, go on new challenges and new experiences in life. And so that I was definitely excited for, but you definitely just miss, I think, the cast and the people that you really enjoy working with and getting to see on a weekly basis. I think that's the kind of bittersweet part of it is you're thankful the show went that long. And so you're, okay, cool. Like I've, we did great. We achieved the success that we could have possibly achieved and even more so. So I'm ready to move on to do other fun things, but that's what you miss is the people that you've grown close with and you get to work with, you know? Yeah. Well, well, my wife definitely wants me to ask you one more question. My wife, Joey Lynn, she wanted me to ask you if you could live a day as Finn, which episode would you choose to live with then? <laughs> Dang, that's hard. I don't know. I, I feel like there's just too, there's too much to, there's too much. I mean, there's so much you would want to do. I don't even know how you condense it all into like one day, but probably the episodes where, you know, Finn is, has some magical power or something, you know, like when he gets like the magical rings or, yeah, I don't know what episode I would plop down into. I would just be stoked to get to go to the Candy Kingdom and eat buildings and, uh, <laughs> And, and ride on a stretchy dog who can talk, which is pretty epic. <laughs> fly through the air I mean, on a rainicorn. Yeah, like all those things. Are, that's, that's pretty fun. That, that, that is one genius to show. The show is, uh, and, and I, I mean this in the best way possible, so incredibly random on some level, but it really is um, entertaining to watch. I did, my wife had drew me into the show to watch some of the episodes and whatnot, and I, I enjoyed the randomness of it all. Totally. It, yeah, I think it, it has that very non-sequitur. It's just like, I mean, every episode is different and they it can go in any direction that you don't expect. And there's almost in a great way, I'm, I'm sure the, the showrunners and writers will be like, oh no, there's rules to the world. So I'm sure they have some type of rule <laughs> to what you can and can't do. But for, but for a viewer, you, there's really no rules. And so when you have that type of thing, you really can do whatever you want and it can go kind of anywhere. And so that's what I think keeps you guessing and, and it makes it fun. It, it really doesn't I don't even know what you would call it, like a generic episode of the show. You know, like, I don't know what you would say happens on a weekly basis because they're all so different. <laughs> yeah. I mean, well, one thing I found interesting too, because you're doing um, an adventure, adventure time Disneyland, you guys moved on you're, you did one episode of that four episode uh, web series. So was that kind of like your way of just like handing off the baton and going, you know what, you guys take it from here or was it, you know, just kind of just what you had time to do. How did that work for you? Uh, for you mean for distant lands specifically? Yeah, yeah. So for distant lands, I mean they kind of brought it to us as um, just doing these four kind of hour long specials that we're going to focus on different characters. And the, the I think the first one was kind of a BMO centric episode. There's one that's a, like a uh, Marceline and Princess Bubblegum centric episode. There's another one that I want to say is Peppermint Butler. I don't completely remember. Uh, I'm not really in that one. Uh, and then the final one is Finn and Jake, and it's like all Finn and Jake. And That's so cool. I worked on, yeah, the, the Finn and Jake one is the one that obviously I was on but like the whole time. I was in every single record. And then I had, I think, a couple little cameos in like two of the other ones, it, like the tail ends of them. But for the most part, yeah, I just worked on the, the Finn and Jake one, which I think is going to be the very final one of, of the, the four specials. And so it really basically ended up kind of being like just recording four episodes uh, in that one special. And 
the first one was with most of the cast. And then there's like a, a good portion of the Finn and Jake one where it's like pretty just Finn for a little while. So it was kind of weird. It was almost like having a little solo episode for like a little bit. <laughs> and then it kind of culminates in this extremely epic ending. But they're definitely, I feel like, I don't even know how this is possible for Adventure Time because we can go to so many places at the outset anyway. But these specials really feel like they kind of push the, the story envelope as far as what we previously could have done in the show. And I think that's kind of fun. It feels like you're, it feels almost like an Adventure Time movie in a lot of ways, even though it's shorter. But yeah, I think that's pretty much all I got. I, I haven't even read three of the specials. I've only read the, the Finn and Jake one all the way through, which is the one that I actively recorded on. So mm. I'm kind of excited to watch the other ones because I really don't know even what happens that's in them. That's kind of cool. That I was in. You got to be a yeah. fan of your own show and watch something you don't know anything about what's going to happen. 100%. Yeah. Other than like the tiny little cameo I had in like the other two, I don't know what the entirety of those episodes are. So HBO Max, Adventure Time, Distant Lands, out now. You're going to have... Uh, when does your episode air? Do you know? I think mine will probably come out. I want to say maybe it'll be late this year. It'll be the last one of this. Year. I think it's still going to be in 2020, but I think it's going to be late 2020. But the the first couple, I think the first one's out now on HBO Max and the second one should be coming out pretty soon. Okay. I did have um, uh, one last question for you. My wife once again is a fan of your music as well with um, Make Out Monday. In, your, in the yeah. album Visions of Hollywood... Did you write the songs and which song do you think it was most important to you? Ooh, that's a good question. That's a great question. We, all of uh, the Make Out Monday music is all written by us. So everything lyrically, melodically, all of it's all written by the band. And I think probably I would say 90, 80 to 90% of the lyrics are actually written by Zach. And then I have a little bit of uh, lyrical writing in that stuff. As far as what means, what song means the most, I don't know. I mean, they all have... Some of them are just full on like stories kind of, some of them are taken from real life experiences from each of the band members and kind of molded into their own thing. I think one of my favorite songs is Kissophobic, probably just because, oh yeah, because my wife was in the music video. So there you go. Uh, she's she's, she's mentioning right now. Uh, hello. Yeah, she gets, hello. Yeah. She's like, that better be your favorite. Babe. Yeah. That's my favorite. Uh, and yeah, I think it just it has a very throwback kind of doo-wop-y vibe, and then it kind of progressed into a full-on rock song. And we That's did cool. uh, the music video is like a really big homage to the Back to the Future Enchantment Under the Sea dance, and so nice. yeah, I think it's just it's yeah, it's one of my favorite songs where the musicality of the song and the kind of imagery of the video really mesh together, and it's fun when you take something that's kind of old and retro but bring it into modern modern sound, and so. Yeah, I think that's probably one of the ones that I'm the most proud of just because I, I, I don't know. I just love that song. And, and we grew up listening to old like Beach Boys and Righteous Brothers and Elvis. And I feel like there's a lot of that stuff kind of mixed in there. That's cool. Hey, can you tell us what is the name of the the Netflix show that you have coming out in a couple months? Or can you not release that yet? I think I can possibly say the name. <laughs> I think they're going to be. I mean, it's. Yeah, maybe not actually. It's okay. Call me back in like, no, it's all good. Call me back in literally, I'm pretty sure they're going to be announcing it in literally the next two to three weeks. Oh, okay, um, cool. Well, so, yeah, so maybe I can, yeah, off, offline, I can, off the recording, I can tell you, and then maybe you can put it in there as an amended thing. But uh, yeah, they have their totally. main announcement and, and cast announcement, I think in like two, two weeks from now, I think on like the 21st. So uh, Okay, well, we can always release this after that announcement happens. So 
okay that would i mean that would be awesome yeah yeah yeah, yeah. that's not uh, a big deal so, if, if you if we know the date that they're releasing it then we'll hold off a couple days then release okay perfect yeah i mean if that's the case and it comes out after the cast announcement it's totally fine yeah um so the show is called julian the phantoms and it's nice. about a band uh and kenny ortega who did like all the high school musical movies and descendants movies and worked with amazing artists over the years like michael jackson and all these amazing music videos and tours he's executive producing and directing most of the series and so yeah it's going to be really cool uh it's called julie and the phantoms yeah i'm one of the i'm one of the phantoms in the show and yeah i think they should be announcing it on july 21st so okay cool i, I guess on just check to make sure that that's actually happened yeah yeah no this will come out until this won't come out until august anyways so we'll, and we'll oh, just make, then, uh, yeah, if it does, yeah, we'll make sure if it doesn't come out till August. You're totally fine. Oh, okay, it's cool. going to be announced by then. So, so that's, that'll be great. Is it live action or animated? Yep. It's live action. Nice. I, uh, we shot the whole first season last year in Vancouver. I was up in Vancouver for like six months. For nine us. episodes. Are you guys in Vancouver? No, I'm in Seattle. Oh, you're in Seattle. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. We were up in Vancouver, like the whole time shooting it. It's a really cool show. It's, it was a lot of work, you know, everything from the, the music recording to the shooting to everything else. It's, it's going to be really cool. Very cool. Very cool. Well, Jeremy, thank you so much for taking some time out of your day on the road and giving us a shout out and a call. And this was amazing, man. We'd love to have you back on anytime. Uh, man, I'd have you on every Wednesday. How about we can do Spoiler Country <laughs> Tuesdays? <laughs> <laughs> idea (laughs) right it's a great idea but seriously man you're a wonderful guy to to talk with and we thank you so much for taking your time out of course thank you so much for being awesome i appreciate it guys yeah have a a great kickoff to your uh holiday week you too That kid was a good talker. He had a good head on his shoulders. He makes me feel old. <laughs> right. Well, he was, he's, he's actually younger than my nephew, JT, who I still think is, <laughs> is young and he's younger than him. So, I mean, I was in high school when he was born. Yeah. Um, you were in college. You were out of college. You were, I mean, you were a full on adult when he was born. So yeah, we're old, man. We're yeah. old. Yeah. We're old. We're Kids get success there. way before, way, way before we still don't have success, but we still try. Getting up there, getting up there. It's kind of crazy. What'd you think of Jeremy? Dude, I, 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 while I was editing this one, uh, listening to it, it was, he was a lot of fun, man. He was really, as you said in the intro, he was really into it, into the moment. He was in great answers, good energy. Uh, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, it was cool, right? Yeah, it was really cool. Was yeah. Really cool. I'm kind of sad I missed it. Yeah, it was, it was, uh, I didn't know what to expect because I hadn't yeah. watched Adventure Time. Oh, man, it's so funny. Yeah. And then, <laughs> so- once talking with him and how much fun I had talking with him, I went back and started watching Adventure Time. And I didn't watch Adventure yeah. Time because I wasn't interested. I just, you know, just didn't. It <clears> just, wasn't in your wheelhouse yet. Yeah, yeah, there's so there's so much stuff out there. It's easy to miss anything, you know. Did you uh, get to the, the the bacon pancake song? The making bacon pancakes song? Uh-huh. Did you get to that one, that yep. part? Have you heard yep. that? Have you heard? Okay, yep. good, good. Yep. It's funny. That, that little song gets stuck in my head all the time. <laughs> Oh, man. Good stuff. Good stuff. That is good stuff. Well, I think if you've enjoyed what you just heard, maybe even enjoyed our awkward intro outro today for some reason. They should all be awkward because it's more fun that way. (laughs) 
you should go back to <laughs> spoilerverse.com. I, mean, I don't know where that came from. It's, it's like uh, Greg Brady. Rearrange. Uh, <laughs> you should go go over to spoilerverse.com and check out our back issues. There's a ton of interviews, a ton of great shows of just John and I bullshitting about whatever, having conversations about whatever. And yeah. really, I think you should take advantage of it. It's all free. No paywall. Not yet, anyways. You never know. Not yet. Things can change. Uh, but that's a long time coming. So you should go download them all today and then download them all tomorrow and tell your friends to download them all today and tomorrow, too. Yep. There you go. Because they might change tomorrow. We don't know. I can no promises. I don't know. I mean, they're not going to change, but they might. <laughs> it's the same. And while you're on the website, check out our articles and reviews and previews and all that fun stuff we have there. Also, be sure to go to the store link, pick up a t-shirt, a hoodie, a face mask, a sticker, look fly as hell when you wear those around town. Guaranteed to get all the, the ladies and the fellows to look after you and see what's, and at least ask you what it is, because they're pretty cool shirts. And to help support the show here, because, you know, everything right now we pay out of our pockets, and, you know, a dollar toothman t-shirt helps pay the pay the bills to keep the, pop, the pop, all the podcasts going. So, do there that. you go. All right, man. That's I think there's only one less thing to do, right? Hey, what's that? In the notions of podcasts, we are Cthulhu. And as Cthulhu compels you to do, open the mind. Read more. Actually, do read more. You know, open that mind yeah. up a little bit. And if you can't read, read everything, do some audiobooks. Yeah, do that. Audiobooks are great. Great. Great.